Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to part two of of the week, May 9th <laughs> yeah, through. Uh, well, we're, what we're doing is May 9th, uh, 10th, and 11th. That's it. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, May 9th, 10th, 11th. There we go. Um, our strength, May 9th, is Thursday. Starts with 4x10 overhead squat. Uh, the last time this was programmed was April 5th at a lighter percentage. So we want you guys to start from 60% of your one rep max and work up. Hopefully you guys are making some notes of how things go because um, if you remember those squats, that's awesome. But if you don't, well, if you'd written something down, you'd have you'd have a direct correlation to how it felt. And then you can adjust and say, all right, today I think I can totally nail 60% and up. And I can go to this level because last time I got comfortably to this level. Yeah. Um, Whenever I- we do strength work that's percentage-based, one, you should understand those percentages and be using them um, or staying close to them and understanding how close you are to them. Two, you might want to write down some details on how things go. I think it can help a lot. Um, I'm pretty lucky. I just kind of remember how things felt for several months after I've done them. But writing things down, it's a great way to, to keep track of that. Yeah. Um, and as always, we say this a lot, but it's technique overweight. So make sure this 4 by 10 set, um, you guys are really putting a big emphasis on technique. 10 reps is a lot, especially with 60% of your one at max or greater. So expect that there's going to be some degradation as you go. It's going to get tough to hold that position. Um, So we really want you guys to fight for good positioning there. And make sure that you guys write down your score and you can compare it to the last time, April 5th, when we programmed it. Or if this is your first time doing it, you guys can write it down. And next time we have something pop up, you guys can compare it to that. Okay, so always record your scores. Following that, our wad is going to be um, a little bit different. You guys are going to complete each of these pieces for time, and you're going to rest three minutes between efforts. And you guys have the option to do these in whatever order you wish. Um, It is going to be a 500-meter row, a 500-meter ski, and a 1K bike. Uh, You guys get to set out and choose which one you want to start first on. Once you finish that, you're going to rest three minutes before you go on to the next one. Um, this is very sprinty. So you guys are going to have about, an, I'd say you guys are going to have about twice the amount of rest as you will work, uh, roughly, maybe just just under twice the amount of rest. Yeah, it really depends on who you are. Yes. Yeah. For you and me, those numbers are definitely accurate. But yeah. if somebody's not quite as strong a rower, then they're definitely going to take closer to two minutes. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, you slice it, you should have more rest than you allocated to work. Um, so make sure that you're really being aggressive with those intervals. They're each their own sprint. My big suggestion is kind of just to do it how it's written, row, then ski, then bike, um, because that gives your legs that interval of ski in the middle to recover a little bit before you have to use them again to bike at the finish. If you, if you went bike to row or row to bike, then your legs get hit really hard twice, and then that ski is kind of not used as a recovery where I think it can be um, a, a recovery bit for the legs if you use it well. My suggestion um, is 
almost the same. I would say ski in the middle, but I would actually go bike first, and maybe that's just me. Um, but I'd go bike first because I know I'm more confident with a row than I'm a bike. Um, and when I'm kind of pushed up against the wall and I'm really hurting, I can still row and dig pretty deep. Um, but the bike I'm not as experienced with, so when I try to get on a bike and push pretty deep, uh, I tend to mess myself up, and I tend to not be able to hold on to a pace like I can a rower. Um, so I would actually go bike, ski, row. But either way, um, we both mentioned, right, it's a it's a full effort on each one of these pieces. So whichever one you guys choose, make sure you're giving it a full effort before you get that rest. And then you get to recover, maybe sit down, get a drink, try to bring the heart rate back down, and then get on the next piece and begin. Um, make sure you guys record your times on this. Yeah. So make sure you record your splits. So whatever the 500 on the row and ski take, make sure you write those two down, and whatever the 1K on the bikes take. So let's talk about why is the intensity supposed to be so high? Why are we doing these just three of them and full tilt sprints? Well, what did we do the two days prior? We went filthy 50 on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that's relatively long, sustained workout. It can be done in 20-ish minutes, but, but most people it's going to take more than 20 minutes, and it's kind of a grinder. And then on Thursday, we ran a bunch, did toes-to-bar, chest-to-bar pull-ups, thrusters, and it was definitely a long workout. We had a 40-minute cap on it. So we went steady, steady, kind of two days in a row, a little bit different feels, different movement patterns. And then this day, we're trying to just let loose the river, trying to smash out some intensity. Yeah. Um, it's, it's valuable to bounce around with different ideas and training, different time frames and different levels of intensity because that's where we improve in different sectors at the same time. Um, so, so really, don't see this as a silly day. It's not. This day is very well-intentioned to make you a more durable, more athletic individual. Yeah. Um, following that really short sprint on Thursday, Friday, we're going to start off 16 minutes all chain on the minute. We're going to do some skill work. We're going to work on handstand holds or walks and double under or triple under practice. Mm -hmm. So we are doing 16 minutes and we're going to alternate between these two movements. One minute we're going to work on the handstand hold walk. One minute we're going to work on that double under, or if you guys are there, we'll try a triple under. Um, and we want you guys to do this work in reasonable amounts that allows you to stay composed and to focus on the quality of each movement. Uh, We do not want you guys to do this and treat it as a wad because we will actually be following this this skill work with Diane. So we want you guys to treat this as a skill day to get better at high-quality pieces, high-quality handstand walks or holds, and high-quality double-under or triple-unders. we're, we're putting this in there for you guys to get a little better at something maybe you're uncomfortable with. So if you guys are in that handstand hold range, but you can't walk, or more like more than likely you can walk a little bit, but it's really hard for you to hold static, um, we want you guys to try to work on what you're not good at. Uh, that'll kind of keep the intensity low as is because it'll be a lot of messing up, a lot of mistakes that we have to go back and try again. Um, but do not go out and do this and try to handstand walk for an entire minute and then do double unders for an entire minute for 16 minutes. No. Um, that is going to torch you for what is to come. Work on the positions, work on the technique, work on the little things, um, and use this as really just a, an extension of the warm-up. We're trying to continue to move and get looser and get ready because, again, just like the day before, we're stacking another piece of really high intensity up for you to try to hammer. We're doing Diane, which is a short, fast, explosive sort of workout um, where it can be done and dusted in under three minutes. 
um, if someone's really fast and aggressive and can keep those handstand push-ups together. I think we should all be trying to do it definitely in less than 10 minutes, really. I'm going to say less than seven. You think so? Yeah, I'd say less than seven is reasonable. Um, so scale it as you need to, right? It's 21-15-9, deadlifts and handstand push-ups. Those deadlifts are prescribed at 225 pounds for guys, 155 for the ladies. Handstand push-ups are our regular handstand push-up. You can, and I, I recommend that you should, kip on these um, because that's going to up the level of intensity because you're recruiting more muscle groups to get the work done for you. Um, with that workout, I think a lot of people can do the deadlifts unbroken. I think a lot of people take a break in the deadlifts when they don't really need to. Um, it's obviously fastest if you can do the whole thing unbroken, but I think the deadlifts are a good place to really push the intensity, knowing that you can fail a handstand push-up, and if you do that, that's going to definitely cost you in time. Um, and if you don't fail a handstand push-up, but you get close, then you're definitely going to have to back down your intensity while you're upside down. Meanwhile, you're probably not going to fail a deadlift, um, not if you've got the right weight on your barbell. Yeah, and I think on this workout, biggest thing is it's really fast. Um, it's one where kind of like Phil said, like you can get it done sub three minutes. So you are moving through it. That being said, do not sacrifice the quality of the rep. So make sure that the deadlifts are truly deadlifts and make sure that the handstand push-ups you guys are actually trying to lock out, um, actually do a good high quality handstand push-up. I think biggest thing on this one for the handstand push-ups that I see a lot is people like to let their butt go to the wall. Uh, your midline gets fried a little bit because of the deadlifts, how quick they are. So make sure that you guys are not losing your midline when you're overhead. Make sure that we're still trying to keep our handstand push-up high quality and our deadlift high quality. Um, and I know for myself, especially, do not bounce the barbell. Uh, control it back to the ground and then explode up. Uh, Phil, are you looking up the last time we did, Diane? Yeah, I am. Uh, it might take me a minute. All right. Well, while Phil finds the last time that we did Diane, we are going to move on to Saturday. Um, Saturday is going to be a hero wad, and we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, we are going to do Hamilton. Uh, we will have um, the backstory of the hero wad and um, Adam Hamilton's story on the website. Uh, so you guys will see that, and you guys can um, read that. This is different than the hammy, so it is slightly different than the hammy wad that we do uh, later in the year. But and Hamilton, what's, what's the day for the hammy? We should put that the out hammy there. Hammy is June first. June first, we'll be doing that at Kent State. Um, so, Cadre, I know you guys definitely know about it. CLE, you should know about it as well. Anyone who might be listening to this who's not from one of our gyms, you're the best. Well, not the best, but we like you. All five, and, all five listeners. Yeah, man. You should come and do the hammy. Um, check it out. It's thehammy.org, and you can sign up for it. You can do it alone. You can do it as a partner, or you could sign up for the Hometown Hero 5K, which is not a CrossFit workout per se, but it's just running a 5K, and thus it's super accessible. Anybody can do it, and, uh, and we'd love to see more people come out and participate because it does raise money for a good cause. Um, Jim Michael and I have both been involved in this for years, and uh, and this this is it's it's pretty close to home to us. We both went to the same high school that uh, Adam and his family went to. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely come out for the Hammy. It is a great cause, and it's just a great environment. Um, but Hamilton is going to be 
a little bit different. We're going to do a partnered version of the workout. Uh, this workout is meant to be performed as an individual, but because of the time that it takes, uh, we've made it a four-round partner workout. So it will be performed where um, partner one rows while partner two does push-ups. Um, once both these movements have been completed, you'll switch. Um, and so here's what it looks like. It is four rounds for time, 1K row, 50 push-ups, 1K run, 50 pull-ups. So I talked about how one's going to row, one's going to do push-ups. Um, once both you guys have completed your piece, you will move on. Um, and partner one will complete the pull-ups while partner two will complete the 1K run. And each round you will alternate rolls. So you guys are not doing the 1K row, the 50 push-ups, the 1K run, the 50 pull-ups all in one round. You're going to alternate. Someone's going to row and do push-ups. And then someone's gonna run, <clears throat> or my bad, someone's gonna row and do um, pull-ups, and someone's going to do push-ups and run, um, and that's how you'll have to alternate through that. So four rounds, alternating through. This one will take quite a bit of time. Yeah, I think so. Um, so basically, the Hamilton, if we if we did it the way it's written by HQ, it is three rounds for time of one K row, fifty push-ups, one K run, fifty pull-ups. That's done as an individual. So what we're doing is we're kind of mismatching the order, and instead of doing three rounds for time on an individual level, now we're doing four rounds for time, but we're working simultaneously. So essentially, you're doing, you're doing two-thirds of the work of the regular Hamilton. Um, I've done the Hamilton uh, a couple times, and I think it, last time I did it, it took me like 40 minutes. So I thought that that was just a little bit too long to throw out as an individual workout. Um, we'll put a 40-minute cap on this just so we can close out our classes and move on. And if you and your partner are working hard for 40 minutes, um, you shouldn't feel like you've underdone it. That's, that's a heck of a lot of work, and, and you did a good job. You put in a lot of effort, and that's what we're there for. So remember why you're doing the workout, who it's meant to um, commemorate, and... And then just just work, right? Don't complain. This is this is difficult work, yes, but it's simple work, and it's it's there for a purpose. It's there to remind us that we're lucky that we get to come in and do these things uh, whenever we want, because because somebody else is out there uh, pushing to keep those freedoms for us. Yeah, I think logistically, um, just speaking about partners, you guys will get a little bit of rest on this workout, though. So unless you guys can time up the 1K row and the 50 push-ups exactly, I, yeah, I, I mean, think I think one partner is going to end up getting a little bit of rest while one um, finishes up their chunk of work. Yeah, there will definitely be some small bits, but I think it's going to be relatively close, frankly. Um, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of rest. I think I think I'll be able to, or uh, people will be able to get through the push-ups and pull-ups probably a little bit quicker than the rows and the runs. Um, mm-hmm. But but don't do sloppy reps, right? It's still an opportunity to do what everybody's doing a hundred push-ups and a hundred pull-ups. It's an opportunity to do a hundred reps well, not just complete in quotes a hundred reps. Yep. So be better. That's our encouragement every day and every workout, regardless of the situation. Be better. I like that. All right. Um, that has been our part two of the weekly walkthrough. So thank you guys. Make sure that you guys come back on, uh, what would it be? It'd be Sunday in the morning. We're going to post next week's. 
um, part A. So make sure you guys come back Sunday, listen to next week's part A. Um, if you guys, I once heard that if you if you rate things on iTunes, then it becomes more popular. Yeah, it's more visible and more people will will see it when they search for it. Um, so feel free to rate us. Give yeah. us a shitty rating if you don't like us. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Give us a good rating if you do. Um, and please give us comments and feedback. We we are all about improvement at Improvement Imminent. And we'd be happy to uh, to improve. So help us do that. All right. That's been the week. Thank you very much. See you guys in the gyms.